What's going on, everybody? I need to take a swig of this Rockstar so I can stay awake. Yeah, I, I'm so glad. Oh I my god, I forgot today. what Rockstar tastes like. Ooh. Tastes like horse piss. Yeah. How do you know it's what disgusting. horse piss tastes like? It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you told me I can't have dad jokes, but here you are, you laughing it up at the most easiest basic one. <laughs> Um, cackly laugh. Hi. Hello, and welcome all to another episode of the Spooky Spooky Horror Show podcast. Ooh. I'm your host, Sean, joined again by Anthony. And tonight, Hello. we're going to be talking about the 1984 cult classic, Night of the Comet. But before we get into all that, I want to remind everyone that if you want to be part of the show, <laughs> Spooky Spooky Horror Show podcast records live Saturdays at 6 p.m. on twitch.tv slash moondoggy82. Can't catch us live Moondog or just prefer an edited version? That's perfectly fine. Just search for Spooky Spooky Horror Show Podcast on YouTube and all podcast services, and you'll find us there. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, comment, let us know, up, comment. Yeah, all that's out of the way. Anthony, how has your Yo, week been? You know what? Honestly, dude, I was just, my, you know, my wife asked me today, she's like, how's your day? How's like your day going? And I'm like, honestly, I have nothing to say. I have not been yeah. stressed a day that I've I know you this, said, so you sent me a text yesterday because you wanted to play. Oh, God. Yesterday, Phasmo it had nothing Thursday, to do something. with the shop. So, okay, so oh. it starts off, we all start off the day with our parts car got hit, like sideswiped in oh, our so lot. Oh, shit came in. Oh, no, no, in no, the it lot? no, it was, nobody was in it. We, it was unloaded and everything. It was on the side of the building where you, <laughs> you can have like a, we, we moved diesel trucks through this place. Okay. And the dude, they all heard a crash. They come out. There's a white streak in the front. Things fucked up. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? I'm like, this is some bullshit. A week went on, by fast. Yeah, yeah, tell us because the, the new editing style I'm doing goes by super quick. I'm, su I'm surprised how much easier it is. It's like I said, like last week or the week before the the back end of getting it set up is a little bit more time consuming because my camera records in raw. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. You said that once I once I bring it in, I have to color grade it, do all that shit and then render that out in its original cinema 4K into a, into its own separate file with my audio all matched up and everything. But then I have to take your camera, my camera sync it and with, audio, sync it with that audio Jesus so that man. that can be rendered out. That is a little bit time consuming, especially since the fucking since it's recording 4K raw. Yeah, my video file, like the files that you send me are between like two and like four gigs. Yeah, I know my hundred big <laughs> my video file is 300 to 800 gigs. Damn, man. It records in raw. It's a cinema camera. That's just how it is. But I did finally watch this movie and spoiler alert. Yeah, like I like like I said, I it. It, it's old. Yes, it's old, but it's it, it's a good, Surprisingly okay. good. It's, it's, it's we'll, honestly, we'll it's a wholesome kind of movie, honestly. Yeah, you know, Let, let's let's get into production facts. So Night of the Comet is a 1984 American science fiction horror comedy film. Yeah. I picked this because I was looking through a list of zombie movies and this, this came up? up. Well, this would come up, yes. but yeah, because oh, okay. those dudes are supposed to be like zombie things. Yeah. Um, and then watching, then other people talk about it and it's like, oh, it's a sci-fi comedy. And I'm like, okay. But then other people go, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a horror comedy. And I'm like, okay. Then yeah. I'm watching it. I'm like, this is kind of just sci-fi, but I'm here it, for that's it. That's what, that's what the wife said. She's like, isn't this more, isn't it like, what is it? Like a, a sci-fi? Like it's kind of a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of yeah. both, you know? I'm yeah. like, there is a, so, a, like a comet and then like the 
some people turn into zombies and I'm like, yeah. like everything. This was written and directed by Jimmy. I I'm good. Yeah, go for I'm it. Probably going to butcher it. this. I'm not Tom Eberhardt. Eberhardt. It's his first name is T H O M. Tom Eberhardt. E B E R H A R D T. Nice. So we're just going to call him Tom because I don't want to butcher Tom. his. his I, just, name. I don't want to butcher. Well, his it's thing. understandable. When writing the script, director Tom wanted to merge the ideas of a strong female protagonist and his love for post-apocalyptic sci-fi films. For the women, he was inspired by Ginger Rogers. Further inspiration came from real-life teenage girls whom he met while filming PBS specials. There you go. That's what that was supposed to be. <laughs> uh, without telling the girls the details of the script's premise, he asked them to describe how they would react to like an apocalyptic event. The girls saw the scenario as an exciting adventure and only saw a downside to like the experience when he brought up the subject of dating. So they were all oh, down. Okay. It's like, oh, can't fucking apocalypse would be great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then it's like, who are you going to fuck? Shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, using their answers, he initially okay. had trouble convincing the studios to let him direct, but they relented when he held out. Uh, I believe it was Atlantic Releasing Corporation was looking to immediately invest $700,000 into the film because they mm -hmm. wanted to capitalize on the success of their 1983 hit Valley Girl, which I love. Oh, and it, Nicolas Cage is in that. Yeah, that's I think that's Nicolas Cage with his original teeth. But I just Shit. remember. Oh, it. no. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, yeah, because yeah, it doesn't look now, the same at all. Yeah, that was I a good fucking movie. It. They were like, just let's just go. I want to give you the money. Let's go. <laughs> Producers Andrew Lane and Wayne Crawford clashed with the director during filming. The director later stated that they did not understand the film and resented being assigned to such a low budget B movie. What? Really Most isn't... producers probably do, but at the same time, low yeah. budget like B movies are probably the most fun to shoot because it's like yeah. super collaborative and shit. Regardless, he praised their producing skills and said the film could not have been made without their help. It stars Catherine Mary Stewart, Robert Beltran, and uh. Kelly Maroney, who I do know because she also starred in Chopping Mall. Oh, Chopping Mall! I keep seeing that. I gotta fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's a that's another fun movie. I think they made a remake to that wasn't very good. I don't remember. It had a budget of $700,000 and a box office of $14.4 Anthony, what are your thoughts on the 1984 cult classic Night of the Common? Um, I like it. I saw that shit when I was a lot, a lot younger. Um, I thought mm -hmm. it, it was funny back then. And I haven't yeah. seen it until you brought it back up. And I was like, fuck it. I remember that movie. And watching it, I was like, this is actually a really good movie. And knowing Sean and his uh, 80s obsession, well, I mean, it was a great period. Um, you know, the whole 80s thing. I'm like, this is right up his fucking alley. <laughs> the, I, the soundtrack was dynamite, too. Oh, God, the soundtrack was so fucking good. Dynamite. Um, like, on my whole childhood, I was like, fuck, I remember, I remember shit. Like, this, this was good shit. <laughs> I actually want to do at least part of a season. I, I have a very... Um, 80s, 80s cliche. I, I have a very special place in my heart for 80s teen vampire movies. Once Which bitten one? Once my bitten. best friends a vampire. Okay. Shit like that. Like there's a there's so many of them. And what I, was the Vampire I, in Brooklyn? That was the one with uh Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. But yeah. that wasn't a teen one. This is no. like um uh Once Bitten, Jim Carrey is a teenager Buffy. in high school. Buffy. Buffy. But I think that's the, the original movies. Buffy. Yeah. Um uh but my best else? friends a vampire, that's like uh, uh, two teenage kids and shit like that. There's so okay. many. I fucking love them so much, and I want to get them all together. Would Lost to, Boys to be on it. that list? Yeah. Corey yeah. Feldman. 
Corey Feldman is a teenager. Corey Haim's a teenager. I have never seen this movie before. This is the first time I've ever seen this. And I was sitting there and I'm like, yo, I'm digging the shit out of this movie. This is so much fun. Yep. And it's like, having, having already done a bunch of the research for like fun facts and stuff before sitting down, knowing they had $700,000, which seems like a lot of money. It's but not then a lot of think, money. When you think and that empty like, a they're, city is like that? They're, they're filming on location in Los yeah. Angeles. That's downtown Los they Angeles. They got to rent that shit. You know, they they got to pay the city to pull up to Yeah, uh, all the shit that they that. had to go through to do that. Yeah. Filming in the shopping mall with all the damage. The the radio station, I think, was a set. I'm pretty sure. That okay, was the radio station I could see, um, but like, they, they got to pay... The just city like, and, and then, all like, the, the ordinances. Yeah, the it's fucking a lot more than just a set. You know, a set they can, yeah. they got a lot of leeway with. You know what I mean? They can cut corner. You know how they like to exploit. But uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a lot more money involved with that. So like, kudos yeah. to them. I thought they did well. Yeah, I was just like, and then it was like, like you said, the soundtrack. Oh, the fucking it was soundtrack. the greatest like eighties oh cliche God. soundtrack, man. Like that would be something you put on playing fucking uh, video game. Like that's fucking nice. Yeah, I, I, yeah, oh, I was. I was I was so down for this. There I was talking to the oh. wife today about it, and uh, I was like, I'm surprised how much I like the film. Why um, though? I, I knew you were like, gonna you, probably like it. When you watch it, first of all, the cover doesn't really bode fun. well. Yeah, no. I was surprised that I liked this as much as I did because it did seem super low budget and it did seem kind of corny, kind of shitty. Yeah, but it I was seemed. like watching it. The acting is really good. The uh, the locations, the cinematography, the music, the fact that they they use like every inch of the fucking budget to make this. The only Stretch thing that budget. The only thing I was like, you know what? I probably would go back to the eighties just for the like, fucking if movie. If it wasn't for one thing, what the fashion? The fashion is yeah. Awful. When I saw her on the fucking couch with those god that goddamn uh, workout outfit, I'm like, oh my god! Our I hated it when outfit? I was a yeah. child. No, I mean that fucking yellow uh, like. Oh the yeah, spandex uh, suit uh, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh my god, that's all my fucking. That's all your mom. My mother had all of those. I did yours, mom. Yeah. I my mom had yeah. all of those. It was so fucking embarrassing. I, I was like, like oh my god, you look like the fucking pattern like, on Taco Bell. Stop wearing this shit. I feel like that was the that was the fashion when you were trying to be like hip and cool. Because at the same time, you have all the Friday the Thirteenth films, and those people dress like normal people. They do. You know. You know, but then you get here. There's a scene where Kelly Maroney is in lingerie. I think it's during like okay. the mall montage. Yeah, she. I was. Scene. I was like, why is she? Is she in fucking lingerie? And I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, that is the ugliest lingerie I have ever seen in my life. It's but but it's a, like a see through. I know, like but it, it's like that's you look at that and you're like, that's a fucking boner killer. That is the ugliest fucking piece of garment. It's I, an old. I, it's an oh. old. It's so gross. It's like a one-piece see-through bathing suit that has rills on like the sides. And I was like, ugh, I just no, I, I can't do it. But yeah, I, I I really like this movie. I can't wait to get into the plot, talk about it. I think people should see this. It's a lot of fun. It's fun. So you ready for some plot? Plot, 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 plot. Ah! All right. So All right. we we get a voiceover about a passing comet. Yeah, we get a yeah. It's it's a voiceover about a comet that's passing over Earth that hasn't happened in like the last sixty five million. It just so happens the last time that this went across Earth, it was during the extinction event that wiped out the dinosaurs. Oh, so Earth is about to go through this orbit, through like the okay. orbit of the tail of the comet, eleven days before Christmas. So large crowds decide to gather outside and watch as the comet passes to watch and celebrate. Eighteen year old Regina 
Reggie Belmont, Reggie. works in a movie theater in Southern California. She's annoyed. Like, she's playing Tempest on the arcade machine instead of working. Yeah. And the guy wants to get her, her, I guess her manager wants to get fuck out of there because um, everybody wants to get the fuck out of there. He, he wants to go, see, go the see the thing and she just wants to win. So she gets another high score in Tempest. And then as she's typing in her name, she gets annoyed that the initials DMK MK. have the sixth highest score on the theater's Tempest video. She's fucking insane. All the scores on that are hers. All except hers. Except for number six. And it's like number so six. I think she, I think she just got number seven. But when she's typing it in, you can see that there's a whole bunch of scores above her score. Why did she only get it? She only got annoyed that there was a score higher than the one that she just got after she put her name. She's fucking nuts. There's there's plenty of people that do that. I would have been annoyed the entire time putting it and be like, fuck a piece of shit. And everything, but it wasn't. She was like, "Oh yeah, another high I want to know: Did what she die as soon as she got right next to the num- the number? Yeah, yeah that's the only so way that I would weird. think that that would work is you would have to die right next to it, like like just mm-hmm. hitting. Oh, I'm gonna die so she can get that number again. I'm like, you went through that much trouble. That's pretty sad. She decides to stay and close up the theater so everyone else can leave, and she's gonna help out her boyfriend, who's the projectionist Larry. He wants to, he when she goes up to see him. He's getting ready to sneak out one of the film reels so they yeah. can it can be duplicated to basically be sold old school by pirating. like the CD. Remember the CD DVD ladies? Yeah. On Staten Island? Hell yeah. yeah. That's basically yeah, we what we had them all the time. So he wants to get it duplicated for his own profit. That profit a hundred and ten dollars. That's it. Wow. He's letting the guy borrow to make copies of the tape for $110. You know, honestly, Here's, think about it back in the 80s. That was a lot of money back then. No, it's not. Back then Here's it an was? Early, here's an early, uh, an early fun fact. $110 in 1984 is $289.55. That's that's not a lot for the legal little You legal make thing. a copy of that, of that film, jail and then life. sell it. Well, and then start selling it. Yeah. You're gonna make thousands of dollars. Yes. You're not gonna. That's 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 terrible. That's awful. But what I love even more is he offers to pay Reggie fifteen dollars for her assistance. <laughs> I love I I love how she answered him. Yeah. It's like fucking goddamn it, man. They're basically gonna chill in the projector booth. What is it called? Um, until morning because Larry needs to let the dude back in. Said so he can get the reel back. All, all this is happening. I think they're. I think they fuck now, or they're about to fuck. I don't know. Yeah, they're about to. Uh, fuck. Meanwhile, Reggie's sixteen-year-old sister Samantha, Sam Belmont, argues with her uh, horrible stepmother Dolores. Oh my uh, god! After, after we Sam, all... yeah. After Talk about Reggie Witch. tells her. After Reggie, Sam, th- this the that awful yellow outfit you were talking about. Sam answers the phone. It's Reggie. Reggie saying, "Hey." I'm not coming home. I'm staying now. See, blah, 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 all that shit. So Sam gives the phone to the evil stepmother and the stepmother is a complete and total cunt. Yeah, she's fucking um, terrible. She's like, you better be home in like 15 minutes or blah, 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 all this fucking bullshit. Reggie's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. And then leaves. Sam implies that uh, 
Doris is cheating on her father, who is away on I active don't think military she really duty. Why is that? I, I, I think they're both she, cheating on each she's other. She's in the middle of like hugging and tugging on some other dude's dick. The neighbor. I find Didn't you hear yeah, him what? say like the neighbor? Yeah, the neighbor. But here's the thing: everyone else sees this. No one says anything. Is this hey, a swingers not, community? They, like, what, you, what's no, going on? You know how how it works. You know these fuckers know how it works. So, because of that implication that Doris is cheating, she slaps Sam. Sam slaps her right back, and then Doris punches Sam, clocks right her right in the face, clocks her. How old is fucking Sam supposed to be? I thought she was supposed to be like a teenager. I, I think like, she's like supposed 16. to be like sixteen. Oh yeah. my god, dude! This, and this girl old gets ass bitch decked. clocks her in the face. Like, could, could you imagine at a party like, decking a fucking like a child? Like every every parent's dream. Like my parents are divorced. We're divorced. They're both dead. Um, and they remarried. Neither of those step parents ever dared put a hand on me. I. It is. You know, it's heard of though. It's heard of. My my father was always never put your hands on a woman, ever. However, if he found out that my stepmother ever hit me, he would he would have beaten her. To oh death. my god! And it's the same thing with my mom. If she ever found out that like my stepfather tried to hit me, one I'd death. probably beat the shit out of him, but she would probably stab him in his sleep. <laughs> so, but they're all dead now. So. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so she falls. Then we cut back to Reggie and Larry spending the night in the steel line projection booth having sex. Uh, meanwhile, Doris goes uh, back out to the rest of the party and starts tugging on that neighbor's dick again. Oh, my God. And then we cut to the next morning. There's a reddish haze that's covering the sky. There's no signs of life anywhere, but piles this of red is, dust how they keeps saved money. everywhere. <laughs> they had a small like, cast. <laughs> the next morning, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, what I was thinking. Um, unaware that anything happened the night before, annoyed, Larry leaves to go to the dude's house because he never showed up to get the film back. When he opens the door, he's killed by a zombie. Yeah. Uh, at this point, the door's still Bash wide open. Yeah, he bet the dude bashes his head in with a, a pipe wrench. Pipe wrench. But he's laying there. So he drags him away. Does he drag him away? I don't ever remember him dragging because him. I remember him like the dropping the door. wrench. And, uh, yeah, no, and the door comes to the same then. door closed. So yeah, I guess like he pops out with the arm. Away. They probably didn't have the budget to like put a pad underneath him to drag him without getting all fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, said, just Sam get up, around, get a scene, get a scene. <laughs> Run and get behind the trash. <laughs> Sam goes downstairs <laughs> so that she can play more Tempest and beat DMK's score, which I don't know how she got so excited. Like she erased it. It's you, really not you a beat his score so now his score goes from six to seven his, no, his score it. is still there but it but he can't erase it oh it, it just, just it keep moving it, it down oh yeah, yeah. So she'd have so to keep doing it to knock him down she, that is just yeah. not worth so, it so me. if it's like 10 slots and he was at six he, she would have to beat him like four more times to get him off the board oh. but she only beat it once and it's like and erased it i'm like have you played that doesn't really work no that doesn't really work like that <laughs> yeah. not, not those like, old school arcade games that you had to like go you know a b c e ABC. Oh fuck. A B B B. You go to put your name in sucked. and you f you, f you fucked it up, and then you're and like, "Well, I guess I'm that now." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Beat she she beats it, and then she goes looking for Reggie. She ends up getting locked out of the front <clears throat> of the house, uh, the house, out of the front of the theater, <clears throat> not being able to get back in. She heads around back, and she comments that uh, 
the red sky just seems like bad smog. In California. Um, Back then, we had a lot of bad uh, smog out there. I mean, you still do. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, but, so but she's locked out. She goes around to the back, to that back door that Larry was just at. But it's locked shut. However, she finds his keys and the bloody wrench. She hears a noise a little bit further down the thing, holding the keys to the to the bike. She starts to head down, doesn't see anything. She yells for Larry to stop being a dick and just come out when the zombie comes out. And it was very disturbing. The zombie <laughs> to be like, come here, girl. It's yeah, like, it's a weird virus. What? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't understand that at all. I, I feel like they weren't like full on they, zombies. I felt like it was more like fallout ghouls. Yeah, they were like where they weren't over feral the, just yet. Yeah. But yeah, she follows the noise. The zombie jumps out, scares her. She beats the shit out of the zombie. I like how Reggie is kind of a badass, but also kind of not. <laughs> but she's also kind of racist. And we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> when when I say her lines the way she did, you're going to be like, oh, OK. <laughs> OK. All right. So she beats the shit out of the zombie. She makes her way back to the bike. She gets on the bike. She rides away. The roads are completely fucking empty, which if anyone knows what L.A. looks like, the roads are there never no like thing is, No such thing is empty. Unless you're a Hollywood blockbuster, there's no possible fucking way you are Without getting pain. those roads that fucking empty. <laughs> that pain. costs money. A lot. She gets home. At home, Reggie finds her sister. Apparently, Sam decided to run away. She left a note. But when she was leaving, she realized she didn't have anywhere to go. So she decided that she's going to fuck with Doris and uh, decided to sleep in the, the garden shed, which is made of steel, apparently. <laughs> I have one of those and it's made of uh, aluminum, but OK, aluminium. <laughs> maybe in the 80s it was steel. Aluminium. Sam doesn't think anything's wrong because she's all like, I can't get in touch with anyone, but I'm going to I'm going to go to pep squad. And then after pep squad, I'm still going to run away just to teach her a lesson. So when dad Why comes home, go to pep squad <laughs> if that'd be the case, that doesn't make any sense. I don't think she's supposed to be smart. I think that's like the main thing. She's just not supposed to be smart. Yeah, they don't, they don't um, make her too dumb, though. Reggie has to drag her outside to show her all the clothes because she's like, oh, Doris probably slept at Mr. Whatever his name's house. And Reggie brings her outside and pulls her dress out of out of the dust. And it's like, this, this, is, is, this is where she is. Where's the neighbor? And picks up his shoe. Here he is and pours like dust out of it. This kind of freaks her out a little bit, but she's still kind of like, eh, whatever. And Reggie asks probably the most important question in a suburban neighborhood on a Saturday. Where are the kids? Yeah, we're, we're, it's true. It's, it's middle of the day. Where are the kids? Are the There's kids? no kids anywhere. Where the fuck are the kids? Not a single child. Uh, Not a bite. And dude, Sam's reaction had me laugh oh out loud. Oh my god! I, I like. <laughs> she just straight up <laughs> she like doesn't didn't even give turn a, around. Doesn't need to acknowledge. Backs up. Yeah, closes the, the door. <laughs> I was like, what the like, fuck? That is fantastic comic timing with that shit. Inside, Sam realizes like she is actually freaking out now. But they hear. They're like, we can't be the only ones alive. And the uh, DJ starts talking on the radio. So they're like, let's just fucking go there. Let's go there and find that. So they race down to the radio station and they find out that the radio is the, the show is all pre-recorded. Yeah, I, knew it was. <laughs> I was like, it has to be while they're and like talking and everything. A trucker by the name of Hector Gomez. He reminded we, me we, of a, a fake Eric Estrada. He apparently spent the night in the back of his truck. Now, I don't know if he meant the like the bedding area of the truck or if he meant he's he, like in the bed, he picked up a chick. like in the cab. Yeah, yeah. Because like when he said when they're like the whole thing is like it's steel, the steel blocks it. But yeah, I don't feel like that's steel. 
the bed of it. The cab? Yeah, like the cab, I don't believe is steel. But, but it's not going to be the fully actual, sealed. Yeah, it's going to have then, a, like, a vent. So I would think that the 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 place where you fucking the trailer would be more what they were talking about. He apparently spent the night with the girl he picked up as he was on his way to San Diego. The next morning, they went to go get gas when they ran into a zombie that was eating a cat. The lady he was with freaked out and ran away when he finally managed to catch up with her. I think he said. She looked like one of them got to her and were eating her or something like that. Reggie realizes that that's probably what happened to Larry. And she runs into the bathroom sick. Sam tells Hector why she ran away. He decides to be a good guy and check on her to make sure she's okay. This is the beginning of the racism. She have said his name with any more hatred towards Hispanic people. Oh, really? Hector? (laughs) It's Hector. It's Hector. It's Hector. Hector. Man, I don't know. I just think it's stupid white bitch with um attitude. But it gets better. Okay, you could be like, well, maybe she's just she has an attitude. Fine. Yeah. They're, they're talking a little bit, and then thank you, Sean. You know what I mean? You never done that. But I no. can see what you're saying uh, in that because now you have me no. thinking like, was this bitch? No, 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 no. Is this the way she's no, 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 no. Like, kind of hostile just, shit in the way you're making it sound? Just, just wait. He shows her his gun. To be like, this is what I got. And she's like, this is yours. And he's like, it, it's what was given to me. And she goes, it's not great, but it's good enough for a date night in the barrio. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> what the fuck's going on right now? <laughs> she by you when you're walking on your phone and shit watching movies. I don't remember her saying it like that. But now yeah, that you mentioned it, gotta- it's good enough for date night in the barrio. Why has it got to be the barrio? Why, you could have just said it's good enough for date night. You didn't have to throw in that. <laughs> there was no reason for that. Spending ghetto type thing. I don't understand why you got to say it yeah. like that. But yeah, so the two figured that because they spent the nights in like steel containers, that that's what stopped them from the uh, the effects of the comet. When Sam talks into the microphone, she's heard by researchers in an underground installation out in the desert. As they listen to Re- uh, Reggie, Sam, and Hector debate what to do next, the scientists note that. The zombies, though less exposed to the comet, will eventually disintegrate into the dust. We cut to Sam speeding down the highway, drinking beer in what looks like a prom dress, I think. When she's pulled over by cops, she realizes she doesn't have a license. And then the zombies turn into, then the cops turn into zombies and attack her. As they attack her, she wakes up. It was only a dream. Oh oh my God, I love this scene. And then it's a dream, and then a dream, Uh, and then a dream. It's Inception. So Sam gets up and goes into the bathroom to give herself a bum bath. Now, a bum bath. During this scene, you know, she gets into her bra and panties and to, to like clean herself off when the zombie cop from the other dream comes in and kills right her. Right behind her. And she wakes up again. It Like Anthony said, it was it was Inception. It was a dream within a dream. <laughs> However, screaming her fucking head off. Before I knew it was a dream. Within a dream? I was like, why? Why are you naked in a really odd fucking bathroom? Yeah, like you you went into the bathroom, but you didn't shut the door. You left the door open, but you're getting practically naked to wash yourself off. And there's a strange guy that you just met like an hour or two beforehand and your sister. That's it. It's like. That's, that's pretty that's 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 like, uh, yeah but then well, when it turned out to be a dream about, it was like okay i'm very open door about stuff but in an apocalypse like that i don't need that shit out there what uh, to see uh, see what their next meal might look like you know what really annoyed apocalypse. me about the whole scene because what? kelly maroney naked awesome 
I'm down for that. Sure, whatever. When she took off her pep squad cheerleading sweater, what the fuck was that shirt underneath? That was like, like a, a regular a ass button down shirt, but it was like half a shirt and it was only buttoned at one button. What was the point of that? The collar probably. That's fucking stupid. That's so, I, like, she took it off and there was that. And I was like, is she going to, like, take this off and, like, not have a bra it's on a PG-13 And then she movie. took it's that off. Further. For, I mean, for a PG-13 movie, we saw nipples, areola, and a little bush. Yep. So, I mean, from but yeah, Reggie comes, then, Reggie comes Sam down and then goes to have a talk with Hector. Hector tells her he's going to leave to check on his family in San Diego, but promises that he'll return as soon as possible. And Reggie's all like, don't go, bitch. Yep. You just went from making fun of him. Yeah, for being Hispanic to be like, can you can you not leave and put your dick in me? Like, ah. how did we how did how did we make that jump in like an hour? You know what I mean? It's an easy prospect right there. Yeah, I think the next morning he leaves. Uh, Reggie and Sam go to at, at some point they talked about going to an army base or yeah, or I think just the one an they armory. were trying to get to like a, just some, an yeah. army or army base, one or, the, one or the other. Yeah, something like that to basically pick up guns. So I assume at some point they went there because now they're they have just Uzis. Well, Which, they weren't Uzis. I think they were Mac 10s. Sam comments when it like jams while they're shooting a car. Daddy, that this wouldn't have happened if uh, if Dad was here. He would have given us Uzis. They shoot up a car. They walk away. Sam ends up flipping out on Reggie because she always swipes the guys that Sam likes. Yeah. Now she's stealing the That's only guy left on the planet. I mean, at that point, that's odd. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to say anything. At this point, it's one dude and two chicks left. And the way I don't know. But we're not at that part yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It got very odd. Um, they hug it out. Hector makes it home and finds out that everyone is dust. He decides that since everyone's dead, he wants to collect like whatever family heirlooms and, and shit he can. Um, so he's throwing it all in a bag. When he hears a noise outside, he opens up the back door and there's a zombie kid there. Instead of shooting the zombie kid in the fucking face and just being done with it, he shuts the door. So the kid else could die. the door open. Do the zombies have... Super strength? Give him strength now? I mean, well, because that kid there kicked the door open. Talking and shit. It's like an 11 year old, and he kicked the door in. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But again, Not a instead zombie. of shooting the kid, no. he decides to just ideas. he decides to just run away from run away inside from... the house. And I think he jumps out a window, right? Yeah, yeah, I think he jumps out like the living room window. And he's like, the whole situation. And then, like, yeah, and then gets in a car and, and like drives away. Back at the base, the scientists argue over how to collect blood tests from survivors the main dude who i don't remember but I, he's a character actor that i've seen in fucking everything he's like the lead researcher scientist person he prefers that the tests get done out in the field instead of bringing people back yeah. so um he's gonna send the chick i think her last name is white yeah audrey white i don't know but that um, one look beastly he's gonna send her and a small group of people to go to reggie sam and hector to collect blood samples to see if like they're you know infected in anything and then you know possibly bring them back while they're arguing outside on the helipad helicopter lands and they open the door and two little kids come where yeah. were these kids? I have no idea. It's odd. What steel container could these two little kids have been in to protect them from what fucking happened? <laughs> Every other kid is dead except for these kids. Whatever, man. After the girls have a heart-to-heart -heart on the hood of a cop car, they decide that what they really need is a shopping spree. So they go to the mall. This is where we start getting even more of the awesome fucking music, but terrible fashion. Yeah. However... Yeah. That mall stuff. However, Kelly Maroney in that blue dress, 
was hot as shit. That was a that was a hot dress for her. The other things that she was wearing were fucking awful. They were fucking terrible. But that dress, the 80s weren't that dress was smoking hot. Well, these yeah, for no, us we think that, not them. They thought they were the best. Yeah. While they're doing their whole girls' night montage shopping spree bullshit, these creepy looking fucking dudes are watching them on like a surveillance camera. I think they call themselves stock boys. They were stock um, boys. They said and they moved on up. Yeah, that they moved More from like stock just, boys to owning the blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like, like, you don't really own anything. It's not an ownership at that yeah. point. So while they're doing their stuff, he tells the other stock boys to go get the girls. They go down and try to take him prisoner. A firefight opens. Sam and Reggie are separated. Reggie yes, doesn't have um, a gun. No, no. Reggie Wait. has a gun. Sam Reggie doesn't has a gun. Have a gun. Sam, Sam put hers down when she was doing yeah. her little fashion show. Because the montages. So, well, it wasn't a montage, but montages were big back then. The guys have them cornered. So Sam starts throwing shoes at the guys to draw their attention away from Reggie. And while Reggie their backs the are turned, ass shots. Reggie with her, with the, the guys with their back turned. Instead of Reggie shooting them while their backs are turned, wide open. She runs away and hides to now shoot them from the side where they can see her and I, fire I, I back. I feel like they write this stuff to be like simple. They they needed a scene, so they came so up with bad. the worst ideas possible to make a scene. Yeah, I'm just I, I was just like, oh god. So they they go about this for a while, and then I think Reggie runs out of ammo. Sam runs upstairs, knees a dude in the balls, throws a TV down, misses them. And then the head stock boy captures her. Oh, Willie! Basically, that tells, crazy yeah. fucking dude, Willie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Willie tells terrible. Willie tells Reggie to come out, or he'll kill her sister. Kill his or sister, whatever. and then she pops up. So with then the she comes out holding the guy that Sam needing the balls hostage, and Willie's all like, "I can't let you t have one of my men hostage." And, and she's like, like "Well, what understand. are we gonna do now?" Is you don't understand? I can't allow you. Bop! And she's like, "What are you doing?" I don't care. Um, I I felt like his face was weird, but I couldn't it place it. And then I when they were tied was, up I, I in the, the storeroom. Yeah, I saw that he was wearing huge things. I thought he was just an ugly person. And that's just no. what it was. But then he took it off and his eyes are all fucking it gross. Like the start like, of uh, one the, the zombie ghouls. people. The scientists arrive at the radio station. And when they realize the girls aren't there, they figured there's only one place teens with nothing to do would go. Go the mall. The scientists arrive <coughs> at the mall, rescue the girls. Reggie ends up being taken back to their base. I don't really know if I remember how they talked Sam into doing that. Yeah, like how <coughs> they talked Sam into not going with her. They separated. Oh man, for a reason, and she was skeptical. And she's like, no, 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 no. They needed to go to clean them or something or examine. I don't remember. Because I know Oscar didn't want her to go because he's like, we don't have to even test her because I can tell that she, yeah. um, she's infected because she has a rash. That's why they did. Um, because he's like, oh, you have a small rash. We're just going to go test her and get it cleaned up. You go ahead. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Oscar's just like, look, we just need to fucking kill her and be done yeah. with it. So Audrey White, the female scientist, no longer really believes in what they're doing. He, she thinks like they're they're fucking shit up like really bad. So she offers to dispose of Sam. She tells Oscar that she'll basically kill Sam and wait for Hector and then test him. And then if he's good, 
bring him back. But Oscar's like, I'll stay with you. She fake euthanizes Sam by injecting her with a sedative and then shoots and kills Oscar. Fucking, I got me on that one. I thought she was dead. Because Sam isn't infected. She's just, Sam's she like, needs to see a just, dermatologist. She just, yeah. when she gets angry, she gets a rash. She gets a hive. It's it. It does happen. It really does. Now, while all this is happening, Hector arrives, or Hector arrives at the radio station <laughs> dressed as Santa with gifts for the girls. I, which uh, I thought was find, fucking weird. Well, it's it was almost Christmas. It is not the time. So, <laughs> well, it's pro he, he's probably thinking it's just going to be them. So, like, he had a shit ton of presents for him and everything. And he was probably going to surprise his family showing up for Christmas and be Santa. So dead, he probably yeah. already had the costume and shit, but they're dead. So he's like, fuck it. I guess this will be my new family. But he shows up and Audrey's there, has a gun on him. Audrey tells him what's going on with the researchers and everything, and that she wrote everything down, everything he would need to know about what's going on. It's written down, and then she injects herself with sodium pentothal. Yeah, she she injects herself with something and kills so, herself. It, it, yes, it, it's when it slows down your heart and makes you end up looking yeah. like you're dead, but you're not dead. It puts you like in a small little coma. It's kind of the yeah. it's the Romeo and Juliet um yeah. serum or whatever the fuck. Basically, what Audrey alludes to, no, I think she actually tells him, but then she wrote down a whole bunch of other stuff, that the the researchers had suspected what was going to happen with the comet, and they prepared for what the comet, comet's effects would be. But the dumbasses inadvertently left the ventilation system open with the fans running, so when the comet passed, it sucked that it shit sucked in. Sucked that shit right in. So they, I know! I love <laughs> they that. They all got infected. And they believe everybody go inside using Why? the blood it's... of non-infected people will help them find a cure and prevent them from changing. It never works out that way. Yeah. Uh, just look at um, The Last of Us. Oh, uh, God, I so, know. Yeah. I thought about that, too. The doctor interviewing Reggie at the compound is uh, starting to turn. You can tell, like, the lights are kind of fucking bothering him. He has to put sunglasses on. Yeah, he puts sunglasses on. He's uh he's asking her a lot of questions about like has she had STDs does she have this blah 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 basically blah, trying to see stuff. how pure her her body is. Reggie is getting annoyed by the questions and kind of the tone that they're taking with her. So she she's like, "Where's my sister? It's like fucking weird that my sister's not here." Not here. He just turns around and goes, "Oh, she's dead. Yeah, she was infected, so we killed her." No, she wasn't. Uh, some other doc <laughs> comes in. Uh, to prepare her to be drained, but when he turns his back on her, she fucking clocks him in the head with an old school fucking keyboard. Those like 15 <laughs> pound fucking keyboards. It's like when you think mechanical keyboard, that's the keyboard. That's what you're talking about? <laughs> like, that's Did just you like see fucking, that fucking video I sent you the lead. other day with the guy that tried a two piece yeah. giant keyboard? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that was great. Yeah. I was like, dude, this would have, this would have been me and they would have laughed at me. This is something I would do. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's what it sounds like when you type. So. <laughs> But yeah, so Reggie escapes in, into the compound. Sam and Hector then arrive at the compound, lure a guard out to the trunk. And when he opens, it's like, hey, you like girls? He opens the trunk and she's laying there. He's like, she's dead. Yeah, he's like, bitch. nah, she's just knocked out. And he's like, ha, ha, and grabs him. Uh, So they... What? They, they injected that, that Sam. Guy. Yeah, with the they, sleeping serum. But they did that at the mall. Yeah. But then Hector met up with her at the radio station. No, later. Where the fuck was Sam? Sam is not seen. Sleeping. Sam is Sam is euthanized. Oh, no, like she's, she's sedated in the trunk. She no, but she's sedated in yeah. what trunk? I don't know. They drive his car. You just pulling plot lines here that like just have holes in them. Yes, I get it. Well, th I yeah, don't know no, what to not that mean that they never really explained from point well, no, A to B. Like, they got to point A to C, 
Yeah. Just like there's like, no, he there's no teenage Jesus. They gave us yeah, no teenage like, Jesus. It just it never happened. That's that's just the thing that confused me because he shows up, he talks to her. It's like, okay. blah, 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 okay. But Sam was in, she was knocked out in the mall. But yeah. then the scene with Hector takes place at the radio station. And then the next time we see Hector and Sam is them pulling up to or the compound. Maybe. There, there's no in between. Maybe did, did he, he did she leave a note and left and went to the radio station. But yeah, it was just that was just weird cuz I was like, "Where oh, am I missing a scene? Like what the fuck's going no, on?" No, it never was explained. It's, yeah. That, that's that grindhouse shit forward. where it's like, "That doesn't matter. We didn't get it." <laughs> we took out the shit that, yeah, would so make, that, you, that would make any sense. We're just going to give you the point you need. Yeah. Reggie mm-hmm. discovers the brain dead survivors uh, having their blood drained, and then she's recaptured. While this I is going on, fucking, Sam makes her so way weird. down to the generator level and shuts down the power. Nah. Uh, this kills all the vegetables, and in the commotion, Reggie attacks the, the guard that was holding on to her and steals his gun. She goes in and saves that young boy and girl before they're able to be processed. This is this some stuff. fucked this up shit. This is getting weird. Oh, oh yeah, no. no. You're just going to go odd. to sleep and see Santa. This is even odd. The, even the boy's like, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not, not how that that's works. That's not happening. It's like, no, that's it not is. Happening. <laughs> it's like, like, no, 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 no. That, that's like, you just and put then, this no, on, and you then go everything to sleep, after, and then you yeah, Santa. Everything after it was fucking weird, too. Like, the way they were, like, treating, she was trying to treat the kids. Like, it's a weird family. Yeah. I was like, mm, so it's got issues. It was that, that whole thing's fucking weird. While she saves them, she hears someone coming up from behind and just opens fire <laughs> because I guess that's just what you do. You just open fire on people. It uh, turns out yeah, it's Sam. Dumb dumbs do that. While that's going on and they're talking, those two little female scientists like look at each other like we could take them. <laughs> and as they try to creep closer, she turns around with a the gun. They're like, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like. Like man, whatever. So they take the kids and yeah, they take the kids. They head back upstairs. Uh, When they get to the top of the compound, Hector's pulling up in his car with the top down. Everyone gets in the car and he goes to drive away. Um, He stops and looks back and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, just drive." And he's like, "No, wait." And then all the the scientists start coming out. The head scientist, he's like fully fucking all fucked up. Fucking with me, it's like a fucking. He's like, yeah. Well, while I was while this was going on, I was kind of like, okay, so. Hector and Sam go there. Sam goes downstairs into the compound and just knows what to do. <laughs> but Hector is, again, nowhere to be seen. What the fuck is Hector doing? And it turns out he was rigging all of their cars to blow up. Now, there's a scene I with him really going know. underneath the car with the with um gas, a gas can. Okay, I, I might have been typing shit while that was happening because then I'm uh. like, how did the cars blow up? I know he put well, I gas guess when inside he hit the of ignition, it. Yeah, I guess when he hit the ignition from the fumes, Maybe the but fumes? it doesn't always act. Yeah. It doesn't really yeah. act like that. Yeah, it's like, that I don't know. That is such an overdramatic but, thing in cinema. Yeah, but the cars blow up and they're all like, ah, and doing freeze frame fucking jumps in the air and shit like that and hugging. And then another zombie comes up and tries to take the little girl. <laughs> um, they fight him off. Reggie throws Hector her gun his gun. I don't know who's someone's gun. Someone's gun. Shoots a dude in the head and they drive off. Uh, next morning, the rain finally comes, washes away all of the dust. All of the dust. And it's a bright, sunny, clear sky day. Reggie pairs up with Hector. Apparently, they look. it looks like they got married, but I'm like... It does! It looks creepy as shit! And then they have the kids in between I mean, them, like a like the nuclear family and shit. I'm like, girl, yeah. girl you well, need to relax. Well, I mean, the, and then someone has to take care of the kids. On, well, the only ones here. We gotta let society go. Yeah, I got that. I, I get what you're trying to say. Like, yeah. 
It's like it's weird, weird, but like I understand that the two more Erica Strada looks like people. fifty in this fucking scene. The girl's <laughs> yeah. supposed to be eighteen. Sam's yeah. hot, but she's supposed to be sixteen. I that's just weird. Yeah. I don't know how that's supposed yeah. to play out. You got fucking. I two do kids. love that she's just annoyed. Yeah, she's like, but it's she's like annoyed. again, she, it's I don't like, have anyone. Like because like it's like oh this is um Aunt Reggie, this is Aunt Sam, this is Uncle Hector, and everything. But I understand. It's that weird. possibly Hector and Reggie would pair up because they're at least semi close to each other in age. <laughs> if you two are the only ones left alive, you're gonna fuck each other. Like that's just it's that's it, just it's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's, it's the apocalypse. Also, yeah, I mean people are gonna get together. You're gonna get lonely. Yeah, but also there's the children there. You can't just now, be like okay, bye shit. kids. It's now, like you have to take don't care of the kids. Like they, they don't look biological. Now we don't know the background. No, now, if they're not, I wouldn't they're be surprised if they were like taken from an orphanage or something like that. I would, you know, they're gonna have to explain to them. Listen, it's just the you know, it's just us. You guys gotta, you guys gotta get down to fuck, you know. Well, I, I would definitely not do that because <laughs> that's just weird. What? But if they don't know each other, on, if they're from different homes, they're not no, related. I, no, I think no, but that's the thing. I do think they know each other. Oh, okay. Like I said, that would and be really, that would be the awkward part there. Yeah, it's just they're clearly not siblings. And then what if there was um, nobody else, and then there's Sam? Does he fuck Sam too? Yeah, probably. So he yeah. would have. He would have to. It'd be a lot yeah. of inbreeding breeding at that point, right? That's if. Anyone it's still inbreeding. We're, we're going, in, we're going into weird, weird fucking hypotheticals. Oh, yeah. We, okay. We're going <laughs> down that rabbit hole um, of weirdness that we go. We're at a point where you can clearly tell that Sam is fucking annoyed because she's the third wheel visibly now. see it. It's yeah. like Reggie's going to get the fuck Let's and then go. she's just sitting there with her thumb up her ass. But she's annoyed that they're taking so long to cross the road and Reggie's all like, um, you have to wait, wait for the for light. The light. She, Bitch, I'm Sam from New York. All, ain't no goddamn light. <laughs> yeah. She gets annoyed and she runs into the street and there's like, there's nobody here. Yeah. It's a ghost town. This is how when I knew this car, scene was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. The sports car comes spinning around. I don't know where. It's a guy about her age and even he's like you're you're supposed to wait for the crosswalk yeah i know um, i was like you're fucking all dicks they talk he's like hey you want to go for a ride and fuck yeah like, it is. who who is he yeah. so she's like who are you i don't fucking care and he's danny mason keener he's anybody with a name like age. that is a dick well, he's clearly a rich kid. After apologizing, they decide to go for a ride. Reggie tells them not to be out too late. She has to be home by midnight. And Which he's all like, weird. what? What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah. And Reggie brings up what uh, Sam brings up what Reggie said before. We're what's left of like the of human society. thing. And, you know, yeah. Something like that. And he's all like, huh? And she's like, it's bitching, isn't it? And that's when he realizes, oh, that means we get the fuck. He's like, yeah. <laughs> get in the car. Get in the car now. Hurry, hurry, hurry. He drives off, and the back of his license plate, it's a vanity plate that says DMK. He's the dude that's been beating Reggie's uh, fucking shit. And that is the end and of Night of the Comet. It's a so badass movie. Badass movie, now, man. Yeah. So fun facts. Heather Langenkamp from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street auditioned for the role of Samantha, but the part ultimately went to Kelly Maroney, which I think is a far better choice. Okay. Uh, yeah. When cheerleader Samantha is playing the radio station as a disc jockey, she says she's taking requests from all you Teenage Mutant Comet zombies, which was the working title for the film. That would have been Kelly a cool film name. Kelly Maroney improvised the Uzi line when the weapon jammed for real. The director told the cast to react to any unexpected things happening while they're filming 
in character since the budget was tight and they were trying to avoid retakes and uh, shit. Understandable. So it's just like, like, like I said, they probably if something doesn't work that. right, just <laughs> act like, just oh, go God damn it, like you're in character. Just go through. The two police officers that were seen riding the motorcycle in Samantha's Nightmare were actually location cops who worked on the movie stopping traffic so filming could be done. The scene of empty Los Angeles was filmed in the morning on normal business days. The shots of the barren city were done quickly while traffic was held at like stoplights. Ah, uh, that's so they, how they, they saved the money. Yeah. Chance Boyer, who played the boy survivor Brian, is the real life actress of son Sh uh, Sharon Farrell, who plays Doris in the film. The movie theater featured in the beginning of the film is the historic El Rey Theater <laughs> in Los Angeles. The album Samantha tosses over her shoulder is the soundtrack for Valley Girl, which was briefly one of the most sought after albums of the 80s. Catherine Mary Stewart did most of her own stunts, except for riding the motorcycle through Los Angeles. The long shots of Stewart on the motorcycle are a stunt woman, while close-ups of Stewart were done by putting the motorcycle on top of a flatbed truck, which is like the normal thing that they do. Yeah, that's normally what they do. When Samantha is arguing with her stepmom, Doris, in the beginning, actress Sharon Farrell actually slapped Kelly Maroney for real. Maroney felt like she wasn't that getting did, the okay. right reaction. Oh my God, that did yeah. happen. It looks so yeah. fucking real and it really was. Maroney felt like she wasn't getting the right reaction to, to Farrell's slap fake slap so she asked Farrell to slap her for real in order to get an authentic response oh, she also didn't want to waste too many more takes and wanted to wrap up the scene due to the low budget that's wow. a team player <laughs> it, just hit me wow <laughs> just do it just that's that's some daytime soap opera shit right there the writer director's car can be seen at the stoplight in the montage of the desolate Los Angeles city so when she drives up on the motorcycle that car that's just sitting there that's the director's Oh, sweet. When Reggie emerges from the movie theater the morning after the comet, a poster for Death Race 2000 can be seen on the theater door. Mary yes. Warnov appears in both films. Oh, dude, Death Race 2000 was fucking cool. Uh, I mean, it's not great, but it was cool. Here's the thing that oh, God. really Is got me, because when I got this, when, when I found this, I was like, oh, shit. You know what? Yeah. Joss Whedon has cited this film as a big influence for the original film script for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy... Buffy really? is yeah the, the Samantha Sam is Buffy okay the perky girl it's it's working all against right. type yeah she's all perky and shit but she knows how to use weapons and shit yeah okay. she's not as useless and everything so like, it was it was waiter to go on to be Buffy no it was when he watched this movie the the character of Sam was the inspiration for Buffy the Vampire oh, Slayer. I can totally character. see that. I can see that. I As, can see especially the when you go with the, the Christy Swanson plays, original Buffy. Yeah, the girl that played Buffy in the actual movie yep. could actually play uh, Sam. If you yeah. swap them out, I could see that. I could see it. The radio station was built in an abandoned warehouse. The director recalls receiving praise for his creative decision to depict Kelly Maroney's character walking out of the elevator by focusing on her feet instead of the conventional full like oh. body upper body shots oh you mean butt he, shot. told the he told the production booth podcast that this was in fact a result of running out of time to shoot the scene on location with the actress unavailable to participate in pickups a member of the production team wore the character's sneakers with no actual elevator to film in a couple okay. of screens were filmed in tight like close up and pulled apart manually by stagehands to simulate the opening of the doors. Of the doors. Oh, wow. Robert Beltran initially turned down the role of Hector Gomez because he didn't want to play Hector as a typical Cholo type. Well, I mean, it's but good that he make wasn't him a one. Cholo. Yeah. But maybe in the original script, he was more of a Cholo. Oh. And that's why she was, her scenes were still like Hector. They didn't, and, they didn't oh, change the dialogue in the barrio. Oh, okay. But I, I'm telling you, he looked like a different, he looked like the poor man's version of Eric Estrada from Chips. Like many horror films of the 70s and 80s, like Dawn of the Dead, 
This film has several critiques on consumer culture contained within the plot and the dialogue. Perhaps the best example is when the think tank is looking for Regina and Samantha while pondering where the girls might be. One member of the think tank says shopping arcade, but it's also kids. Yeah. Like, even on Staten Island, like we didn't buy anything, but we'd still go to the mall. It's the only thing to yeah, fucking do. Yeah, it's the only thing we had to do. <laughs> It's all we had, but yeah. it is true with the whole, the whole consumerism of that aspect of it. Kelly Maroney was used to playing a cheerleader role, as she also played head cheerleader in the high school classic film Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The Think Tank base was done with miniatures and forced perspective. Hector Gomez was originally supposed to have a major emotional breakdown when he went back to his family's house. I, I probably would have been like, dude, you already knew people were going to be dead. Why? Like, no. <laughs> No. Ivan E. Roth pulled out a prop gun during his audition for the role of Willie. Well, that's weird. Yeah. You can't do that now. If you're if you're sending in a self-tape, you can do that. You can't walk into an audition and be like, like, you can't. No, <laughs> you can't do that. People will quickly fucking be like, no, this guy's a fucking psycho. This is one that I don't think um, I don't think it's ever been proven or disproven. Okay. During the crowd scene at the beginning, there's a brief shot of LL Cool J on a microphone. I saw that. I saw that. I knew it was him. It was like a, a small one on the bottom of the scene. I don't think he's ever said that was him. And I don't think he's in any of the credits. So we don't fully know if that is actually him. Oh, it's him. Or if that's just people being racist. No, it was like, it looked like, like he was like hosting Something. Yeah, the sequence in the department store was shot at night because obviously during the day, people are shopping. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> when Regina and Larry spend the night at the theater in the projection room, the movie is playing. The audio is that of Night of the Living Dead from Dead. 1968. Mary Warnoff and Gregory Lewis. That's who the, the main scientist was. It was Gregory Lewis. Gregory Lewis? Oh, yeah. I, his name is really familiar. That's why he looks so familiar. Yeah, they both appeared in uh, Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects. For me, this is a four out of four, uh, four out of five. Like this this is a, this is a right. lot of fun. I, I wouldn't say buy it, but I would definitely say- like, I wouldn't buy if you it can find fucking old so you should be able to get it yeah. free free or cheap like i wouldn't buy this unless the dvd five or, or blu-ray had uh special features and shit like if it has that i'd buy it in a fucking instant i don't know what about you yeah honestly i wouldn't pay Four anything five. more than five yeah but i if i would just see it you could even see it with like your family like yeah probably like 10 and up i don't know my kids like fucking eight nine but uh we all watched it I mean, it wasn't scary it's not that scary, yeah, it's like, you know? There's there's no nudity. There's, no. it's like, you can see stuff through flesh. her clothing. That's about it. But it's nothing more than like, even when she's in her, her bra and panties in the bathroom. They don't um, show you. It's, show it's, you. It's, it's a little see-through. Like you can see her nipples just... and everything, but it's like, it's nothing more than if someone's wearing a fucking bikini. And even when she's wearing the lingerie in the the shopping mall it just looks like it's see-through kind of but it's it just looks like a one-piece bathing suit like that's all that it looks like even with the zombies there's no um there's not a lot of it you don't you don't see them eating like yeah. the gore for it munching everything. down on guts no. so it's so, a good movie it's it's it's, it, it's definitely yeah. good for if you want to show your kids classics because it's a classic movie to be 100 percent honest this this is definitely one of those fun for the whole family or people that are worried about horror they don't know like if you have that friend who's kind of like i don't know and Ooh. everything this is a good sci-fi horror type thing a, to like yeah. get them in yeah so this is the trailer to next week's film train to busan enjoy
but yeah, that's next week's film, Train to Busan. It is probably one of my favorite Korean films. Okay. Um, it looks good. But yeah, that is it for this week. Thank you everybody yeah. very much for stopping by, and we will see all of you next week. Bye. Laters. <laughs>